I had 10 years of cystic acne, like 10 years. I tried everything. I tried so much stuff. I spent thousands of dollars on my skin. I broke down in tears almost all the time. I was picking at my skin. It was so horrible. It might not just go away like that on the beach protocol, but to it because this is the only thing that's worked for me. And if you're committed to it, you will get better. Welcome back to the Year Great Podcast with your host, Unique Hammond. I created the Year Great Podcast kind of as a love letter to my younger self who had no idea that she would go into remission naturally and go on to help thousands of people all over the world take control of their healing story and live better lives. I literally couldn't be happier if I tried. The choice to heal naturally for me was really driven by my deep belief that I could do it. And it was against the odds and my doctor's advice because when you have something like Crohn's autoimmune, really they say the diet mm, doesn't really do that much. But we know today, 12, 13 years ago, when I was working on my gut, there wasn't really that much out there to help support my desire to heal naturally. But I knew that medications was a last-ditch effort versus a starting point for me. And I also want to acknowledge that that is not the case for everyone. For some people, taking the medication is a bridge to creating their better health. And that is valid as well. We each have to do what is right for us and what is deeply resonant to that healing journey. I don't believe there is a one-size-fits-all. I do believe, for me personally, I knew that I had co-created my disease and changing my diet and lifestyle felt like the first step and really to see how far I could get with that. Lo and behold, here I am, totally healed up, perfect bowel movements and wonderful periods. I went from being one of those people that kind of turned into a different person every month from age 11 until, let's see, I found the bean protocol when I was 37. It took me about two years to put my endo symptoms into remission. So... You know, it's been a good long time since I've had a painful period, and I have to say, hashtag worth it, totally worth it. It is not easy to change eating habits, especially for me. I was absolutely addicted to sugar and caffeine, so giving those up felt like giving up a part of myself. And it was not easy, but I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt, it was so worth it. Today's healing story is with Catherine. We started working together in 2020. She came to me with a laundry list of health imbalances, and I knew from looking at the list of things that she wanted to work on that gut had to come first. But along with having a gut that was very out of balance, dysbiosis, constant loose stools, she had acne, eczema, general anxiety, pretty constantly hair thinning, mouth sores, migraines, dizziness, weight loss and just a general feeling of weakness. So to see where she started and where she is now is absolutely breathtaking. Thank you so much for joining me today and I hope you enjoy our conversation. Wow, so we haven't chatted for a little while. You look amazing, your skin looks amazing, your energy looks amazing. Uh, like you've been on the Bean Protocol for 10 months now, unbelievable. I know, it's insane. I can't believe how quickly it went when 
I remember thinking I would be on it for like a month. I was like, okay, I'll be on it for a month and then I'll be fine and everything will be fine and then I'll go back to the way I was eating before. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, that's not really the reality of it for me. And uh, yeah, I'm still going does strong. It feel, like, does it feel easy at this point? And do you feel like you found like a groove and a balance with it in your life? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I go camping on the bean protocol. Like I'm, you know, I'm traveling for a week. I bring all my food on the road. It's so imperative to my life now that it's just something I have to do. And I'll be honest, I was used to doing that before because I was vegan for five years. And so I did prepare a lot of my stuff before. But it's yeah, it's it's like second nature. Oh, that's amazing. And, you know, it is really interesting that people really mostly have very disciplined lives in a lot of ways. I think if you are vegan or if you're vegetarian or even if you're paleo, if you're keto, it's great that you just kind of like applied that discipline that you were using to be vegetarian to the bean protocol. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think when you have a big enough reason why you're doing it, it's a lot easier to stay on it. Uh, yeah, I find that a lot. That is one of the things I talk about. It's like, what is your why? Because your why is what's going to get you through the times where you feel like you're really creating a new habit and a new tool. And, you know, I think the difference in the bean protocol is a lot of times, especially when you're on a healing protocol like you are, is that you're doing repetitive steps a lot, which in most other protocols, you're, you have guidelines, but you're not doing repetitive steps all the time. And I think that's the part that really forces you to kind of confront a lot of feelings around that, you know? Yeah, big time. So when you camp, what do you do? Everybody asks me this because they're like, we're camping. What do I do? I'm like, buy boxed beans, like do the best you can, do psyllium husk. Like, what do you do? Yeah. So it kind of differs whether I am car camping or whether I'm actually like backpacking camping. So car mm -hmm. camping, a lot easier. I still pre-prepare all of my beans and just put them in a huge container and have them in a cooler with some ice. And then if I'm going backpacking, what I'll do, I'll pre-prepare meals and then I'll dehydrate things. So I borrow my friend's dehydrator. I didn't buy one because I was like, I don't, I don't go backpacking that often. And then I just rehydrate them and recook them. And I just try my best to, to follow, you know? So you're pretty much a badass. You're like, that's a badass thing to do. Dehydrate <laughs> your food so you can bring it in backpacking. Okay. That I haven't heard that before. That's amazing. That's amazing. That's amazing. Well, like, very small. So I don't want to like, I'm not going to bring like cans of beans or anything like that. So we have to, if you want it bad enough and, you know, I did want it bad enough. So. And you have the discipline to go with it. Whereas, you know, looking for an exit is a pretty common thing to do when a birthday comes up or an anniversary or a friend's party or something. Well, people will be like, oh, well, I'm taking a cheat day and it's, an interesting thing, like the concept around a cheat day, right? When you're married, you don't take cheat days, right? <laughs> no, so you don't. Always, no, you don't. I don't. You know, so this idea of a cheat day is really funny to me because I'm like, wait, you're just, you're cheating on your health, but why are you cheating on your health? Like, what does that actually serve, you know? When we started working together, the things on your list were, you were waking up with anxiety in the morning. I remember that. Fatigue, hair loss, gut issues skin stuff I just felt incredibly I felt weak I had I think I was down like and I'm a small human but I think I was like 108 pounds or something when I was working with you and that is not my healthy weight no uh, so I felt really weak to be honest yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. You look so vibrant and healthy that it's hard to even think of it that you were so weak. But I remember you saying, Unique, I want to gain weight. And I'm always like, yay, I get to help somebody put weight on. <laughs> because I'm mostly building the opposite kind of plans. It's like, I'm going to help heal your body, but at the same time, we're trying to bring your weight down. So it's, it was, it's always kind of like this fun challenge because there's obviously enough of a gut issue there that you couldn't hold weight, right? Yeah. Things were just sliding out of me, <laughs> quite literally. Like that's the big, I mean, we can talk about bowel BMs for a moment. Like yeah. I was, I was diarrhea for, I don't know, months, if not longer than that before working with you. And I just thought it was normal. Wait, but it was only for months. Like, like what was the shift there for you that you were like, oh, okay, this is, was it a new normal or what, did you feel like you had more loose bowels in your life just more often and had gotten used to it? I don't even really remember. I think it was the combination of everything that happened last September all at once. The thing that really kicked it off for me, and I don't think we mentioned this, was, and and these are in the photos that you posted today of my before and after. I had eczema under my eyes, and I'd never in my life had eczema, and it just came out of nowhere. It was like these dark circles, and that was the thing that kind of kicked me into gear to start. I I knew what I needed to do, and it felt like it was something within my my what I was putting in my body or not putting in my body like beans and so I wrote down all of the list of symptoms and I heard about you for the last a year and a half prior to that and was thought about doing it but was too terrified of having more restrictions because I already didn't drink and I was already a vegan and I thought oh my god I'm gonna be even more of a weirdo and then I just got to a point where I looked at that list and I was like I'm sick like maybe I don't have something like that's, I haven't gone to a doctor to figure it out, but these are clearly my body's screaming, right? And I just couldn't ignore it anymore. Yeah. And how long did it take for you to, when you started the protocol with me, like how long did it take for you to really start feeling the difference, you know, of it working? Because I remember what I built for you was definitely blood sugar, but it really, what I tackled first was the gut. Because I figured if we got the gut, everything else would fall into place, you know? Yeah. Well, I think at first, the very first thing that happened was within two weeks, the eczema went away, which was at least, okay, at least that's gone because I'd never had that before. And then it didn't take a while for my bowels to go back to like normal or regular. I, I'm having a hard time totally remember, but it was definitely under a month. Like it was within the like week or two week period where it was like, back on track when we did the gut reset plan yeah and I was kind of I first I thought I'd be on that for like a week or something and I remember we talked the next time and you're like no we're gonna keep you on it and I stayed on that specifically with like pretty minimal stuff slowly reintroducing stuff for months and yes I just knew I had to stick with it and I try to take it really slow like the gut reset that I put you on is actually a hybrid from just working, you know, with Karen for so many years that I created, that's not as hardcore as like something I would put somebody on with Crohn's, but it was like, you had, you had healthy aspects of your gut. There was just stuff going on with it that weren't quite healthy. So really taking our time to rebuild it so that you can create some longevity there with kind of the goal behind that, you know, it was like, how do we, how do we slow things down? First of all, we need to slow things down. So you're actually getting the nutrients, right? Because you were really just nutrient deprived. You were putting all of this good food in but you weren't actually absorbing it because it was it was right. It was taking the superfood highway a little quickly. So it was like, okay, how do we slow this down? And you were amazing because every step of the way, I was like, no, let's wait. And you were like, okay, we're waiting. 
I think of my poor partner who was so supportive of me this whole time. And he was always like, okay, like, let's make sure we make your beans. And like, let's like, he was, I, I'm so thankful to have somebody who is like, he didn't do it with me, but he would on Wednesdays, he would do bean protocol like evenings with me and he would eat that with me to have that extra support was so helpful. Like, and to have your support because like even my clients asked me about the bean protocol and I'm like, go see unique, like see her because that support is so helpful. So helpful. So I'm so happy to hear that. Thank you. So, okay. So first was the eczema and then what was next for you? Like, was it the gut came in, but the skin took a little longer. Like we were working on that for a few, like a couple of mitoses, I feel like. Yeah. Well, and you know, I would even say that it's still, it's still working. Like it's still, I, I'm still staying on the protocol. I'm not going off of it or anything like that. I would say that it took, I noticed a difference myself within a month. However, my skin felt like that, like there's that photo that I sent you of the before and after that was technically a month after being on the protocol. And that was, that was me doing well. And it was still like really inflamed red cystic acne. And it took one of the photos I have is in December that's all my story. If anyone wants to go look at it, it's in De- December. And that was a couple months after. And it was a lot more clear. But mm-hmm. I was still upset. I was like, oh, like, why is nothing really happening? And it wasn't until the three month specific mark. And you had told me this. You were like, at least wait three months, right? Because <laughs> you want that mitosis happen. And I swear at every three months, it's just gotten significantly better. And you and I just had to like hold on and be like, OK, like, Let's make it to another three months. Let's make it to another three months and see what progresses happens there. So I'm excited to see even what happens at a year because I still, you know, every couple of weeks wake up with something little. Or if I do, you know, I'm sure this will resonate with a lot of people. But I, when I do go make test out a decaf coffee and I've done that, then within the day or two after that, I get a breakout. And I'm like, damn it, because I'm a coffee addict. And it's like your Achilles heel, right? It's like it just kicks up inflammation, hormone situation. You know, it's interesting. I want to touch on that a little bit because I think this idea of like the perfect skin is the holy grail. And I quote unquote have perfect skin. I've never had cystic acne, but I still get pimples, you know, like they're, they don't, it's not every period, but I'll wake up. Well, they're, I, I, I'm trying to get better at posting when they come up just so people can see like, even under the best diet, that little suckers can pop in, you know, yeah. be like, what are you doing here? You know, do you still get any cystic or do you, is it just little pimples or? I've had like maybe in the last couple of months, like maybe two small cystic that'll come up for like, maybe like, I, I want to say like less than 24 hours, right? Like, I can feel them coming and then they just kind of go. And if they feel the coming, I just kind of bean up a little bit. And yeah. Yeah, that's one of the signposts that I tell people who are working on their skin is like, what you should notice is that it should heal quicker. You know, like yeah. you, that's how you know you're kind of like your body's moving through it a lot quicker than normally it would just sit on your face for weeks at a time. Somebody asked if you are vegan still or vegetarian. And so tell me, how was that transition onto having protein again? And how did you feel? Like, how was your body? Yeah. I mean, the funny thing is, is that for about a year, you know, as a vegan, you, you, or I guess I should say plant-based, whatever, 
you hear a lot about people not like going back for health reasons or not or whatever. And at the end of the day, I was my body was telling me that I needed more protein and more what I thought was hemp heart and flaxseed. I knew I wasn't that on the vegan diet for this program. So I wasn't feeding myself well at at the last year that I was a vegan. So I want to highlight, like, I don't think it was the vegan diet that was bad or anything like that. But I did start to have eggs within, I think, a month of working with you. And it was because I was listening to, like, I was like, what did my body need? Felt like that was what it was craving. And so I listened to that. And I'll tell you that took, it was so, there's a lot of guilt in diet. And that took a lot. And I'm still eating feeling in my body like a little bit mm-hmm. uncomfortable about it because it's for so many years I was like no I'm a, I want that I don't want that and then I got to a point where I was like am I am I just not listening to what I need so I do have eggs now but I'm just trying to as I grow older I'm trying to more and more get into my body is craving thing and that isn't to say that you can't get those things in other ways I think you can but it just was my body absorbing it. The animal proteins, they felt different in my body. Yeah. And I think it's such an important thing to listen to your body. I joke about this all the time, like being a Californian, by virtue of being a Californian, you're going to try to be vegan at some point and or vegetarian, you know. And I remember my body just sliding. I just felt like I was sliding. And and then I've talked a lot about genetic testing and I had genetic testing done and it's like, yeah, you cannot cleave enough from plants alone. And I was like, but it also said that you should need a ton of protein. So for me, the amount I eat is kind of perfect intuitively. I don't, you know, I don't fill up a bowl. I have enough to really support my human body. And I think that's the sad part is the sense of shame for doing what's right for your body. You know, it's like, it's almost like you've joined a cult and then you're trying to get out of it. <laughs> it's like, is this okay? Can I do this? Is this all right? Like, uh, to me, there should be no shame in the healing game. It's like, do whatever you need to do so that you can live amazing in your human body, you know, because that's, that's it. That's what we're here for. We're here for this physical human experience. And if your physical human body is suffering for your ideology, that's kind of a sad state of being, you know? Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I think that the, the individual too, right? Like if it's working for you, Awesome. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I have a lot of vegans, vegetarians that I build robust, nutrient-dense protocols for that do perfectly fine. And our agreement is always, if you don't see benefits, then we shift things. But let's see if we can get you to where you want to go without having to change your belief system or anything else, you know. And then what I'll also say to a lot of people is like, let's get you healthy and then you can decide where you want to go from there, you know. It's really important for me that I honor the person in front of me, but it's also really important for me that I help the person in front of me get healthy, you know? And it's like, that's what I'm here for. I'm not here to tell you what you want to hear. I'm here to say, hey, look, we've tried this. Let's try something else. Or if you're open to it, let's start with a little animal protein. And as you get healthy and strong, you can make other choices. I think also what I bump into a lot is is kind of like junk food vegans who are eating all of the non-animal products, but not necessarily nourishing their bodies really well. So... Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I think there's a huge difference there too, because if you are really loading up on all the nutrients, then you can, you know, 
I can't. I can't personally. I will always be a conscientious consumer of animal products, probably. But for those who can, I think that's amazing, you know? Yeah. But so how is your energy? How is your cycles? How's everything being you? Yeah. Good. Things feel really great. I I have a lot more energy. It, I did take it really slow for, I mean, months. My protocol was also to like stop working out, right? It was like, go slow, be really gentle. And that was hard for me. Specifically, like as a dancer, it was easier because it was the pandemic. So everything's was shut down. So it's kind of like the perfect time. But now I'm, I feel I'm sleeping awesome. Like I'm, I, when I, before I came to you, I was waking up with anxiety at like 4 a.m. And that was like the last thing that was still stuck with me when it comes to like s- stress and anxiety. It was like this thing that I would wake up and it, like it was a cortisol spike. And I was just like waking up like that. And I was like, this is so weird. Like, we, like I knew it was something from within. Like we knew something was just slightly off. And so that went away within a month of being on the protocol. That was awesome. And so now my energy levels are great. I have like a pretty steady sleep schedule, which feels awesome. I have sustained energy throughout the day. I think also I would, I think when we weaned me off coffee, I was having like three cups of coffee a day or something like that. Having consistent energy throughout the day is awesome. And if I do feel like I have like maybe a dip energy, I'll have like a 20 minute nap instead of like awesome. reaching, you know? And so that's been a huge change. Do I miss coffee? I'll be honest with you. Yes, I smell my partners every day and I go, ah, but then I go, no, it's not, it's not for me. And maybe, you know, sometime in the future, I know this is part of the thing. I'm like, maybe I'll have it one day. But as of right now, like it's just not, it's not, doesn't do well with my body. Yeah. I do have clients who successfully have one a week, but I have to say they're the exception. Most of my clients, what happens is they do one on Sunday and then slowly it's Monday and then Tuesday and then Wednesday yeah. and then they're and they're like oh my god I'm back on coffee again and and their skin is exploding and their periods are painful and you know and it's to me it's really hard to control something that's really addictive so yeah. I think if you have incredible willpower and agency over your self you might be able to do it but for most people I'm like I don't know if I would attempt it because if you can amazing but it's such an addictive substance. You start to like dream about it and fantasize about it and think about it. And well, maybe one more wouldn't hurt. And then maybe two more. Would, yeah. So. Oh, it's a completely slippery slope, which is why yeah. like I'm kind of an all or nothing person. Like I'm pretty, I'm pretty bad at balance. Like figure out what the extreme is and then come to my balance. And then depends on both sides. I think it's a good thing or a bad thing, but it's part of who I am. And so having none is way better than being like, oh, I'll have one every two weeks. Like, that's not going to work for me. So yeah, I can, I can really resonate with that. And then, well, I think coming from three a day, you were three or four a day, that speaks highly to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very necessary. It, it's, it's so important for the journey of, especially dealing with the anxiety too, of not having that, I think was really important. And then. Yeah, I think too, what something we didn't touch on was a menstrual cycle, right? Like that was something that I was working on with you to like try and get the symptoms too, because I had like pretty bad cramping and everything was, it felt really linked to my skin as well. And that's been awesome. Like I have, I've since been 
my IUD since a couple months ago. And that's been helpful as well, kind of like even that out. And I am not having very many symptoms, EMS at all. Like I'm like I was sometimes vomiting, sometimes like on the toilet, like not having like in a lot of pain. And that's gone too. So uh, that's great. It's nice to be a woman in a in a body that functions properly. Like being in I was in a body that didn't function properly for a long time. And I really I really was kind of resentful about being a woman. You know, I was like, my body hurts and I have this horrible inflammatory cycle every single month. And, you know, I always call it Freddy Krueger climbing out of my uterus because that's how it felt. It felt like something was literally like trying to climb out of me. And and I just I, I didn't like who I was. You know, I was angry and it was like I didn't like the sound of other people or the smell of other people. Like I'm a very sensitive sniffer anyway, but like I just would feel so agitated with all the inflammatory, you know, prostaglandins and things like that, that her heightened in my body. I felt like they were just through the roof. So I really didn't really enjoy being a female. And now I'm like great libido, good periods. I'm like, being a woman is awesome. Like this is really great. It's like a superpower, you know, right? It absolutely yeah. Actually, that's something that you taught me was not that specifically, but the superpower word was we were talking about my sensitive nervous system and how like sensitive I am, like in my body, the way I ingest, like everything. And I just took that and ran with it because it's so true. It is my superpower. Like being sensitive, like it means that I'm more aware of the bad stuff that I'm ingesting so that it doesn't become disease later on. Whereas maybe some people have like tougher exteriors or they don't have these symptoms right away, but they slowly start to build over time. And then all of a sudden they're 50 and they have a disease. But maybe for me, it's just that I'm more sensitive now so that I don't have that. So I think connecting to that sensitive sen sensitivity has been so helpful to guess it's my power. It is your superpower. Those of us who are sensitive, I think you know, you you get this direct feedback. And I felt so broken for that. Like, oh, that you know, this people can do so many things that I can't eat or whatever. And now I'm like, that's cool. That's OK. Like, I'm all right. You're all right. You look amazing. You look like you're living your best life in a body that's healthy. There, There's like, OK, so I can't eat crap. All right. Well, <laughs> I have good periods. I have great energy. I can work out. I can feel good. I can do this work like I'm, I'm good with my superpower of being sensitive. Like literally last night in the deepest sleep, I could smell somebody having a fire and I had to move and I went to sleep on the couch. Like that's how sensitive I am. My nose woke me up. I was like, something's not right. Must move. This is yes. not an environment. I must leave. Yeah. yeah. But, okay. Thank you. Now, you obviously saved my life last night from somebody's like campfire. So. I'm always going to be sensitive, you know, but I'm, I'm glad that you ran with it because, you know, why not? And, and is there anything that we haven't covered yet? Because I want to actually, I want you to share what you do because I think the work that you do is really important. Yeah. I just want to highlight just for me, I had 10 years of cystic acne, like 10 years, just like a couple months or a couple years. It was, I tried everything. I tried so much stuff. I spent thousands of dollars on my skin. I broke down in tears almost all the time. I was picking at my skin. I was like going to bed and just like had blood. Like it was, it was so horrible. So all I want to say is that 
if you have acne, like it's not, it might not just go away like that on the beam protocol, but to it because this is the only thing that's worked for me. And if you're committed to it, you will get better. So I just wanted to highlight that because that's been my biggest thing is that so much confidence comes from your skin. And it doesn't mean that I have perfect skin. I don't, and I don't even want it. But I'm at least at a place where I can like go out. I have I have a little bit of makeup on right now, but I don't need to have makeup on to like go out to the grocery store now. And I felt like I needed to before, which I didn't need to before, but I still felt like I did. And so I just wanted to highlight that. I think that's really important. It's not it's not perfection, it's progress. And I work with enough people that suffer with cystic acne and painful periods. And there's no connection between the two when you see a doctor. They're just like, oh, go on birth control or, you know, or Accutane or what's the other one? There's another really bad one that most people go on. And it's tough because the side effects are so hard on the body and you're just trying to have good skin. And, you know, eating for health to me, because of the all of the other benefits, the side effects of it being incredible vitality and wellness, it's not as easy as taking a pill, but it's also 100% better for you, you know? So it's like, if you can be a little disciplined with your diet and lifestyle, then you can have those results. Is To me, that's the amazing message here. It's like, you're, you changed everything and you're now enjoying great skin and great vitality and you were able to gain the weight that you wanted to gain. And yeah, and you look amazing. And you're doing important work. So why don't you tell everybody about the work you do? I went to IIN and I've been doing that for the last four years. But in last year, I have been specifically working with women to help overcome stress and anxiety, which is really important work. And I wouldn't even say that it's, you know, in, your diet is obviously important. It's super important. But if you're super stressed and anxious all the time, your body's still going to react. And so it's so important to understand not only how to like, prevent, you know, the stress and anxiety when it comes, but also how to deal with it when it actually is around. So I work one-on-one and in group with mostly women that come to me, but all humans are welcome. And I work in somatic, so somatic healing, subconscious work, and then also intuition work. So really it's all about like getting home to your body, connecting to who you are in order to release the stress and the anxiety from your world and just live your best life. And did you find like one of the things that I found being on the Bean Protocol is how once I was able to pull down the adrenaline that was coursing through my body, I was it actually allowed me to gain access to the emotions that I was kind of like so overwhelmed all the time that I didn't have access to. And so for me, it was like grounding myself from the inside out was the really the beginning of accessing a lot of feelings that I, I just hadn't dealt with because I, I didn't even know how or where to begin, you know? Food is a huge, is a huge thing that just like kind of hides how we're actually feeling inside, right? When we go, we, we choose, I don't know, a bag of chips or something, no shame, but <laughs> do that. And then instead of actually asking, what do we really need in that moment? Do I need to release emotion? Do I need to calm myself? What do I need? It get really, it's this really slippery slope. And yes, for me, I think that the intuition that I had to stop drinking four years ago and stop drinking coffee, like all of those things lead to a stronger connection to your intuition and your body. It's such a baseline. And then all the rest that you learn on top of that is is the actual like step by step. What do you do in a scenario? But you do need the baseline. It's, it's important. Yeah. 
Yeah, I heard this to talk about sobriety for a minute, because for a lot of years, I did not drink at all. And now I'll have something here and there, but very seldom. And I remember in the years that I didn't drink, I, I heard a yoga teacher once say she was radically sober and and what a trip it was. And I was like, she, it's you're right. You know, it's like when you're fully present and available to your life and available to the people around you and you're around everybody and, and they're drinking and that's cool. But your experience of the world is so different when you're radically present to yourself and to others. Like I was just blown away because that was the first time in my life that I hadn't gone out and had drinks or if I went out, had I always had multiple drinks. And now here I was sitting with a seltzer water and a lemon and, you know, just experiencing the world from a very different place. And it was it was really incredible. I have to say that I still to this day prefer me totally present and available versus in any way, you know, inebriated. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, yeah. And you're so connected, so much more connected to your emotions, which at first can be really hard. Like, you don't even realize that, like, socially, and like, even if you don't think you're going for the glass wine as you're trying to escape from your emotions, you actually might be, but it's just so natural for you to go do it that it doesn't even feel like a coping mechanism until it's on. And then you're like, oh, like, I remember the first month or two that I was like alcohol free. And I was like, these are a lot of feelings. What yeah. are these? Yeah. Yeah. Out of place, awkward. You know, like I remember all the feelings really well and just being really present to them and going, it's okay. Actually, you don't have to say anything. Like you can just be present to these feelings and be awkward and feel out of place and whatever else I felt that the alcohol had really eased that part. And now for me to go out and hang out with other people and be totally present to myself, I've worked through that feeling. And now I just feel comfortable sitting and listening if that's where I'm at or participating if that's where I'm at. But really just being myself versus trying to be anything else. There are people watching this today that have never tried being radically sober. If you're on the Bean Protocol with me, you're, you're pretty radically sober. That it is a trip. And for most people that in the Bean Protocol is when they really start to see themselves grow. And a lot of my clients will leave jobs because suddenly they're strong and vital. And they're like, wow, I'm really living in a life that isn't where I want to be. And I think that illness allows us to be really complacent, you know, with our life and our choices. But vitality and wellness, you're suddenly living to your highest potential. So prioritizing food, back, batch cooking all seems kind of like a pain in the butt in the beginning. But in the back end, it's really incredible. Uh, well, it's funny that you bring that up just really quick is that I think sometimes people are actually afraid of that vitality. Like, yeah. That sometimes... We're so afraid of what it would feel like if we were happy, healthy, and felt good in our body. It's like sometimes we're just too afraid to actually do the next things and to spend an extra half an hour prepping your food because it's like, what if I spent the, the next 10 years of my life, like 20 years of my life, being my fullest, most authentic, like vital person? Then all of a sudden I have all the other responsibility that I'll probably have to get up to. But the reality is that you'll just feel better and you'll want to things. And it's just so worth it. I'm just so grateful for you and for this work that I found you because, I, you know, even if it was just my skin, it's been so other, so many other things, but even if it's my skin, my life has changed. I feel like free again. I feel like it can just exist in the world in my human sack, you know, and, and that feels just so liberating.
so liberating. So I'm well, so you you are so welcome, and you you dug in like a champ, and you have been incredible to work with every step of the way, and just experiencing your growth. And I just want to say how much I appreciate you, and yeah, just thank you for being you, and thank you for what you're doing. Oh, so important. And and it's hard when you've been unwell for such a long time. And there's a lot of people that have been unwell for such a long time. But it's so important to not identify with your illness and seek love through being unwell. You know, like there's a lot of people out there that find love through being unwell and get attention through being unwell. And it's such a it's such the smallest version. You know, if you have the capacity to dig out of it, go at it with all your heart because it's so worth it. And I I remember making that choice early on in my own illness to not choose my illness you know it was like yeah Crohn's is happening and it's fucking ruining me but I, this is not me this is just where I am you know I just wanted to point that because you brought that up and I thought it's such an important thing to not to not identify with it as who you are and if you do really work through that because there's a lot of beauty on the other side yeah absolutely that's well said yeah and so, well have a wonderful day and again if you were amazing <laughs> love it Bye. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed Catherine's healing journey, and I hope it inspires you along your path as well. I hope wherever you are in this wonderful world that you are taking care of yourself because there is no greater act of self-love than nourishing that beautiful body of yours. 